0: Got my little skitter thing that's hopefully gonna protect me from all the skitters. Got my bends. Um, got my notes. Crushing it.
1: Uh, now skitter, you mean like a like a skid like a like a mosquito net kind of thing?
0: No. So they got this new technology. The new kids t- days, new those, tech. It's a. It kind of looks like a upright speaker, and then it has a. Um, top vent and then it has some kind of heating mechanism and oil in it which apparently repels mosquitoes because it puts a shield over top of you
1: huh so i don't know
0: we'll see if it works
1: uh, yeah see i'm always skeptical i'm skeptical with anything mosquito like anything bug repellent that's not bug (laughs) just spray on bug repellent well i mean i
0: think that's just what you're used to is spray poison on me and hopefully they don't come by
1: Oh, of course, right? But, like, because I, 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 I've been tricked into that my entire life, right? I don't want to be tricked into, hey, don't spray the poison on you. Light this little thing, you know, kind of ablaze and then let it burn in the background. You know, I feel like that's just a money grab.
0: I do find it funny when you read the ing- the actual, like, instructions on the... Uh- bug spray it's like definitely do not spray on your face don't spray directly on your clothes never spray it on your skin and you're like i will do all those things
1: Uh, i will do every single one of those things it tells you no it says it tells you to spray directly on your skin but it says to keep it like 15 centimeters away and to me that's way too far so i just kind of get right up there like it's spray sunscreen and i really just go for it should we uh should we get into the show then?
0: Let's get let's, let's crick, let's cricket.
1: Cricket Pull Pardon
0: Tonight on two C's in a pop
1: 96.7 on your oh, I Season a pot, two season a two season a two season a two season a two a two season a two 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 at gmail.com.
0: That's a play on word for bugs, everybody. Bug spray, Ben's bug spray, um, that kills you slowly, but it kills them too.
1: It kills them too, which is what's important. You're tuning in here to the podcast, folks, on a beautiful, uh, morning! That is right, you're listening to Season of Pod. It's uh, the only podcast hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Cam LeClaire. Yes, um, that's me. Cam LeClaire, who is currently on location, and I don't know how he got there. I'm sure it's an amazing story filled with twists and turns, but Cam, Cam LeClaire is currently on location for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, but you're not in Tokyo? It's
0: uh it's an embassy type situation. It's like if I was born in Japan on the Canadian embassy, am I Japanese or Canadian, right?
1: I actually don't, I actually don't know the answer, I actually don't know the answer to that, but you, yeah, you attended, you're, yeah, so you are on location, uh, you, you, we, we decided, you know, similar to most news networks, you know, they send, they'll send somebody away, uh, to cover, uh, important events, and we thought over here at Two Seasons Pod would be a great idea to send Cam, um, over to Tokyo to cover the games, however, uh, No Saki,
0: no Saki, too early. However, too
1: early. a lot of things got mixed up, and you did not end up in Tokyo. Yeah, uh, f- who knows what this place is. Hopefully, um, it, hopefully you do. Well, can you can you describe to me a little bit of what you're seeing around you maybe? Uh a lot of bugs, uh forest, um no
0: pummel horses. I did see a horse that was being pummeled, but I think that might be a different sport. <laughs> that sounds like it's that sounds like
1: it's something different entirely.
0: Um, yeah, um there is swimming going on, but that's um, that might be for survival. Um <laughs> Who knows? Uh, either way, we're, we're tuned in for a great Olympic Games. I did tune in this morning, uh, watched watch the game of field hockey. Have you watched this before? you seen this before?
1: Well, Cam, if you recall, it was one of the uh, options on your March Madness bracket last week, which you just completely it, bypassed.
0: Right, because I think it's a stupid sport, and I watched it this morning. Canada got smoked 7, seven one. So, obviously, it's not a real sport if it's called hockey, and Canada's not good at it. <laughs>
1: Right, right, right. But uh, did maybe watching it change your mind about uh, whether or not it's cool?
0: Uh, I think it made it less cool. Oh, it made it less cool. There was at one point where a player got hit with the ball and then he was like hunched over. And the commentator said, now, if the ball hit him below the knee, that's incidental. If it hit him above the knee, that's dangerous. I'm like, what the hell? What sport is this? What do you mean? Of course, it's dangerous. It's sport. You should be almost hurt every time you play.
1: <laughs> that's like a football. That's like John Madden saying, "See if he tore his ACL uh, above uh, above his waist, that's really not a problem. There's no ACL up there. But if you tear that ACL below the waist, there's going to be some real problems. There's going to be some. One thing I love about the Olympics too is that they also kind of gather all the commentary teams from. You know, all the networks, you know, you'll have somebody from NBC, ABC, and they kind of combine everybody because they need coverage, but they'll have somebody who normally does, uh, you know, they'll always have somebody who normally does something like a football or a hockey, and then they throw them into uh, the equestrian, something where they absolutely have zero background in it just because there's not many people who have backgrounds in those specific sports.
0: I mean, yeah, you... I think there's got they normally tie in one person that has some idea but is just a terrible broadcaster. Yeah, and, and they're I think, like, "Can you tell me what's going on there?" It's like they are riding the horse. I don't know what <laughs> to tell you. It's like, mm, I see. Is that are you sure that's not a pony? They're like, "We're, we're quite sure on this one." Steve, I, rem-
1: I remember watching a, I remember watching a swim, uh, like a swimming race once where you know they have to go back and forth throughout the pool. You know, they. Kinda, that's how it works. And then but, you they know, get to they one should end, make them bigger. They get to one end and they push off the other guy, and whoever was on commentary actually thought. But It was like the end of the race, and Ooh. so they're like, it's neck and neck coming down the final stretcher. That you know, it's like Norway is the they hit the end first. And it's like, oh, Norway gets the oh, oh, they're uh, one more lap. <laughs> well, if you, do,
0: you yeah, they won that one, that's for sure. But they'll, they'll keep going, the, that's what the Olympics is about.
1: <laughs> the immediate backpedal, uh, which was uh, which was fantastic, but yeah, the Olympic Games are in full swing, the Euro Cup is over um and uh we're kind of you know we're we've just we're we're balls deep here in the month of month of july
0: yeah yeah we're past the uh six we're past the halfway mark of the year 2021 is uh we're on the back nine here
1: we're on the back oh. we're on the back nine of uh of 2021 of course shaping out to be uh shaping out to be a great summer and fall uh as i'm sure it will be speaking of back
0: nines uh at the courts yesterday 7 a.m Chip one in from I think sixty yards, loft wedge over a river, over trees in the hole. Unbelievable.
1: Who are you there with?
0: Uh, Alex Alguire.
1: Okay, as long as you're there with somebody, because a well, golf because that... a golf story has no has no weight unless. Well, there's I didn't somebody even see it go up. in.
0: I didn't see it go in. He, I chipped it up, and he went, get in the hole, Get as you yell, as you yell to make sure the ball knows where to go, because otherwise it's blatantly confused. You know, It only has uh, 52 dimples. I'm not sure which one to point. <laughs> and then uh, a little bit of backspin, a little bit of Phil Mickelson, and uh, next thing you know, um, I'm jumping all over the green. Uh, I'm trying to make divots in it so no one else can make a good shot as I did.
1: And yeah, you've really exploded into golf this year, I feel, more than previous years. It seems to be all you're talking about. Oh,
0: yeah. So, uh, what is life? Golf and mountain biking.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't remember you ever playing golf this much ever.
0: No, this is the year I've played the most golf. But this will, this will be the year that I'm going to be the best, and will, maybe by the end of the year I'll beat my dad.
1: And then next year, you know, you'll be on to something new, or you hope that you can uh, keep this going, because camp... Golf is one of the more expensive, fun things that you can do. Uh, yes, it
0: is. But I think you can make any activity expensive if you want it to be. So I'm kind of trying to do it on the cheap. Like, I have my clubs. I play probably around a week, so that's like 35 bucks. So it's like, is it somewhat expensive? Yes, but I enjoy doing it. And it's like, it's not that exp- I'm not going to a... I go to with some people, and I don't know about you, Cam. Some people will take me to like, you know, I'd rather go to a, a really nice course, and then you end up paying like hundred and eighteen bucks for eighteen, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like that's too much money, so we don't, don't want to pay them.
1: When you're going on a week to week basis, you're not renting a cart.
0: No, I'll walk.
1: Yeah. Okay. That de- yeah. I mean that definitely that definitely carves off a huge chunk of of the cost.
0: I'll I'll. I'll if someone, like, the other day, I played with someone, and they were like, I'll pay for the carts. I just want to get this done early so I can get back to work. I'm like, okay. I, I said I would walk, and he's like, yeah, that's fine. I'll pay for it. Like, cart's on me. I'm like, all right, I'll ride in the cart, then.
1: Yeah, you really have to come to a pre-agreement, you know, kind of like, no, we're walking it, or no, we're carting it.
0: Well, I mean, if it's a giant course, and, like, if you're going to be boozing with your buddies and stuff like that, yeah, sure, get a cart, right? Yeah, if but you're going like, to be boozing, you
1: might as well put yourself behind the wheel, right, Cam?
0: Hey, those were your words, not mine. Um, (laughs) So clip that out. Uh, Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that happened. But I had another unrelated golf story to tell you. Still related to bugs. But we'll we'll tie this all back in together at some point. But before that, should we get into our notes and amendments, Cam? Notes.
1: We've got some notes. We got some notes, notes, notes. We got some notes. Sounds great. Well, I think you want to do it regardless whether or not uh, I want to. Um, In the first place, nothing much to uh, cover from last week's show uh, except. Uh, Probably an apology from me. An apology? Okay, well, how right. about I'll get to the notes and then uh, then we can hear your uh, your apology uh, video or your apology audio. You can kind of address the crowd I'm, directly. I'm um, sorry. I'm, dead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna. We were just gonna mention we're talking about the price of cocaine last week. Is a price? I think it was something uh, extrapolated from uh, one of the headlines from last week. About um, it was particularly expensive cocaine in the UK, and I, we were like, ah, it, it was something like a hundred pounds Coke. or something. Um, and it, w- it felt like it was a bit much. Uh, well, here in ca- Canada, the average price of cocaine is probably about eighty-five dollars a gram which is much, much lower than the um, worldwide average. The worldwide average for, like, cocaine on a street gram price is approximately $125 Canadian. Uh, So uh, Canada ranks amongst the, the, the cheapest places to buy cocaine on the planet, actually coming in in the top five. There's a top five for you. Um, Any reason why? I, I couldn't really find anything why. Um, I just how it all kind of, how it all kind of works. Maybe it's easier to bring it in to Canada. Uh, I mean, surely our dollars value probably has something to do with it. Maybe there are a lot of co- There's a lot of cocaine users in Canada. Um, on like a per population basis. Um, So if you're a cocaine user, no better place to be doing it, I think, here in Canada, where you can just kind of shove it all up your nose, and then if you have a quick OD, that's okay, because the hospital is free.
0: Yeah, Narcan's free.
1: Exactly, right? So, uh, to all you cocaine users out there... Why do they they call it Narcan, right? Because you're doing Narcs in Canada? That's it. So if you're doing cocaine, uh, keep doing what you're doing. That's all. That's that. That was really my biggest note, I think, from last week. But Cam, you have a a big apology. You said,
0: right? Um, yeah, mostly uh, shit audio recording. You guys all know I'm not the audio professional here. I'm just the the top talent that they pay millions to be here. Um, yeah. So I'll uh, I'll clean up my audio. We're gonna get a, a double double stack, uh, triple bypass, um, extra cable. Uh, security triple the hack system that's going to really fix some of that problems for ever again
1: not a bad idea so, not a bad idea yeah
0: anyway um beyond that beyond the apologies you know uh wasn't going to tell you oh right so go camping last week and get a few black fly bites or sorry like those horse fly bites on my ankles right mm-hmm. um and you know you know the ones they just they swell up a little bit they're big they're red um you know, not much to him. just itchy as all hell. So a few days go by, and they, uh, I got bit on this Saturday, go home on the Sunday. Monday, I see, like, a little bit of pus coming out of one. I'm like, that's fucking gross. Tuesday, the whole ankle starts to swell up. I'm like, that's not good. By the end of the day, I can't walk on my ankle. Jesus. Um, Thursday, or by Wednesday, like, I'm really struggling to put any weight on my ankle. The thing is just, like, ballooning up. I'm thinking to myself, like this is uh this is probably a problem. So Thursday morning, go to the walking clinic. Infected, infected ankle, cellulitis.
1: Cellulitis. I've never even heard of that thing before. I've never even heard of that.
0: Yeah, never heard of it either. Um, but apparently, it's just when you get a break in skin, then you get a little infection, and uh, you get a break in skin from those big big flies. Like mosquitoes don't really break the skin much, but the big flies they take a big chunk. Uh, And then probably from scratching too. Next thing you know, get an infection. They're like, you need to go on antibiotics for eight days. Um, And yeah, then the swelling's already gone down. But hey, man, I let me tell you what. Being, I hate going to those walking clinics. I don't know. You been to one of those recently?
1: No, I haven't been to. I haven't been to a doctor's office. You know, kind of like medical place in probably since la, like, you know, this whole time, seventeen months ago, eighteen months ago, probably. I think like Damn. march twenty twenty. Early March 2020, I had when gone. You had to, that
0: cough that just wouldn't go
1: away. When I had that cough, it just wouldn't go, go away. I couldn't smell anything. I had no taste. I was eating onions, could not even taste them. Um, yeah, I was just kind of like generally fatigued, also a little bit of headache. Um, so you know, I went to the, I went into the doctor's office. Um, yeah, but yeah, cl- 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 clinics are like generally. See, I-, I think that's the thing with clinics too. Anytime I've been in a situation where you have to go to a clinic, you kind of say to yourself, oh, okay, it's a cold or it's a flu, I'll tough it out and just not go. Because, yeah, anytime I feel like I've gone to a clinic, one of those kind of, you know, public, you just sort of show up, the answer is always like, yeah, yeah, you have a you, yeah,
0: you, yeah, wait wait 1 to 2 weeks and come back if it's really Yeah, a the answer is
1: always like, "Yeah, you kind of have the flu or like, okay, well, I, you know, Advil and stay off your feet or something." And you're like, "I could have t- uh, you, you you I could have told me that." You'd-
0: Advil and pay off your Visa card. Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just sort of shit like that, but uh See, but in your, I, case, I in your go... case, you went for a serious reason.
0: Yeah, but there's always just so many kids and just like I don't know what I hate worse, going to the, uh, like, get my license renewed or going to the walk in clinic. Cause you just have to see every sect of society just not being happy about going to that place.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, too, where um, I actually do not mind going to something like Service Ontario or anything like that, just because I, 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 I'll, so first of all, I always do it on a day off. So I have nowhere to be. Um, you'll always do it, you know you you you're well fed. I've got a bottle of water in my backpack and I'm listening to a a podcast or something right. I'm always like, nope, this is what I have to do for the next hour and a half.
0: And there's sorry about the uh, the biker gang going by here. I'm not exactly sure uh, if this is an Olympic sport or just uh, a man with a motorcycle. Yeah, um,
1: motocross, recently added, motocross. To, uh, yeah, yeah, recently added to this year's uh, Olympic Games.
0: Well, there is something fun about going to Service Ontario, too, where you get to just see the sect of the population who goes in and they're like, I need to renew my license. They're like, would you bring any documents? They're like, I have this picture of myself from seven years ago. You're like, that's not a license. You're like, come on, man. And they just, like, they're absolutely useless, and they get so frustrated. There is something kind of fun about that, but also infuriating.
1: Well, especially now you can update your license online, or you can renew yeah. your license and your health card, actually.
0: Or they're like, it'll cost you $20, and they're like, junk for get him on the phone. And you're like, this isn't how these things work. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he has nothing to do with this, sir. So at the clinic yesterday, this, this uh, lady and her little girl come in. The girl is just screaming and crying. Actually, not screaming, just crying. And I'm like, well, she's walking fine, so she's doing better than I am. Um, what's wrong with her? And they're like, uh, she swallowed a bug, and it's still stuck in her throat. And I'm like, ooh, that's a bad one. And they're like, yeah, we can't get it out. And, and the clinic just goes like, We can't help you. You have to go to ER for that. And then she hears ER, and she's like, We have to go to the hospital. And it's just like, then she blows up, and the lady in the front is um, just saying, like, it's going to be okay. We just don't have the tools here, the big pliers that are going to get out of your throat and rip out the giant. I mean, (laughs) and she's trying to calm her down, right? And I'm like, yeah, I feel bad for this girl, but also... Just, you know, grab a coffee and swallow it down.
1: Well, Also, and I'm not a parent, I don't know how to parent, but right off the bat, if my kid said something is stuck in my throat, that is a hospital visit. That's not a clinic thing, right? Something is stuck in your throat. Yeah, it's a good point. I you, mean, you burst in the emergency room doors, saying, "My yeah, daughter's like, got get, something stuck in her throat." Get every
0: doctor that's exactly. in surgery there's to gonna come be to me.
1: There is going to be somebody who at least knows the Heimlich maneuver in a stone's throw away. You go to a walk-in clinic. There is one doctor in the back and one nurse, kind of you know behind you know at the desk. That but is not also, a good spot to also, make that why happen. Why is there
0: only one doctor? And like the doctor, when I was there, I showed up at nine and they came in at ten. And I'm like, why'd you open at nine? And they're like, get a list going. And I'm like, okay, then I still had to wait after ten. I was there. I saw a doctor like ten twenty. I'm like, this seems like a terrible system.
1: You almost would have been faster at the ER. Oh yeah, but I mean that time of day, Cam, you could have gone in at six in the morning as soon as you woke up. Been like, I'm just gonna bypass all of this. I mean, I've been to, what's the earliest, I'm trying to think, I went to, you went to Grand River, probably, right? Oh, no, 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 I just went
0: to the but yeah, I,
1: When I went to Grand River, uh, when I broke my wrist, I went on like a Thursday, you know, five-ish, six-ish, and even so, I was out in a couple hours with a cast on me. <laughs>
0: Damn. When I tore my knee and I went to Grand River, I was waiting forever, or probably like two, three hours, and then I get to the doctor and they're like, okay, we're gonna take some uh, x-rays And they're trying to bend my knee I'm like, it doesn't bend that way right now They're like, just don't be a pussy <laughs> I'm like, it, fuck, it hurts so bad The doctor like, told yeah, well, you to
1: not be a pussy?
0: Yeah, they're like, you would be a little bitch right now
1: Wow Oh my Super lord Super unprofessional
0: Um, yeah, sorry about this motorcycle, everybody it's...
1: <sighs> yeah, this Is. Yeah, re- it's really interesting, sometimes Cam That's, what, well, that's happens. what happens, because you are on location As on you location. know On location As you know, I very much so kind of live here at the studio. Um, You know, we sort of have a room beside the studio space that just kind of has a bed in it. There's actually two beds in the room, Cam. Yours often goes, you know, just kind of constantly made untouched. Mine, uh, for the most part, I just live here.
0: Some people choose to live, some people choose to die. First to live, last to die.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: I don't know. Jesus um, Christ,
1: what's happening back there?
0: I don't know, man. It seems like the motorcycle's having some problems starting up and I I guess this person decided this is the best time of day to make a bunch of Hey, this is what you do. You know, you wake up and you make a lot of noise. That's what we like to do here at um, on location.
1: One thing um, I love one thing I love about being on location too is that uh there's like this thing, there's this constant like you go away to for the peace and the tranquility. The peace and the quiet isn't it funny and then that chainsaws <clears throat> Yeah, isn't it funny that the places in the world where people retreat for the most peace and tranquility is also coupled with the most engines? Whether it be Easy. the, the en- loudest engine, the- whether it be the engine of a chainsaw, whether it be the engine of an ATV, a boat, a ski do, a sea do, like the leaf blower. Po- oh, the people mo-
0: love the leaf blowers the up The most here.
1: possible loud things occur on the places where people choose to like almost retire to to get away from it all. It's like at that point, you might as well just stand on the corner of Bathurst and Bloor because it will be equally as loud, just different noises. It'll be equally as loud I think
0: Maybe equally as loud but less disruptive Because it's just everywhere Here it's just consistent like In the distance like
1: "Ah." Yeah because I think you know, And of course we went away for the corporate retreat We were really far away from I think anybody else Sort of engines and things like that And all throughout the evening You would hear or you know even the daytime You heard nothing
0: Yeah Unbelievable
1: Yeah it really was
0: Unbelievable, peace and quiet. Never heard of it. Never Sounds heard like of it. Pussy shit. Apparently, never heard of it. Um, well, do, should we do a little spin the wheel?
1: Let's do it. Let's uh, let's spin the wheel, and make a deal, and move ourselves into the wheel of death. Wheel of
0: death. death. Wheel of death, and we got a bunch of uh, new questions on the block today. Um, so, uh, Cam. We got, I think, eight categories. We'll go through them quickly. Um, category one: Boo this man. Uh, you haven't heard that one before yet, have you?
1: No, I think it was on a previous week's, but it just okay, didn't get we'll picked. Okay, t- we'll
0: take. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, jail time. Baby, it's not you, it's me. Dirty dives. Close encounters with the dead kind. Put it in the hole. Daydream, believe in, and know your co-host. Cam, let's go for a spin.
1: Let's spin. Let's spin it, baby. I am scared of a lot of these. Half of these. Some of these. Put it in the hole, Cam. Oh, this. I was scared of this one. God damn it. Okay. All
0: right. So, Cam, would you rather hit a hole in one with uh, ball golf with no one watching, or hit a hole in one with frisbee golf with no one watching?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, when it comes to the hole-in-one when nobody's around, it all has to do with how much you are trusted amongst the people you're going to tell. For example, right, Jess's brother hit a hole-in-one last May-ish or something. Uh, Ball golf. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He was golfing by himself. Nobody was there. And then you're asking yourself the question, well, shit, do I trust the kid? I mean, I do, I like to trust that people will tell me things and not lie to my face. but like a grandfather once told a friend, "The only person you can lie to is yourself when we're playing right. ball golf. You look at that score. I mean yeah, when we when we went away on the retreat, I shot a 104 and guess what? It was a 104. I didn't I wasn't count I wasn't add taking away strokes I didn't uh you know walk away from a couple triple bogeys like you did Cam I tried to play we'll the most honest round possible so I think when it comes to what would I rather do I'd rather I, I I'd rather be I'd rather be believed than anything else If that does that does, I, that, does that kind of make sense you see where I'm going here
0: I, I hear where you're coming from I just don't know if anyone would like I think if you were lying about getting a hole in one, I think you'd have a. I think people. You would be lying about a lot of other things, <laughs> and people just wouldn't believe you because that's like such a. It's kind of a weird lie to tell. It's like, yeah, one time I got a hole in one. I was like, really? It's like, yeah, seventh hole. Fox so you're board. like, so
1: you're like, so you're like, I can bench three fifty. Yeah, and I've, and it's like, I, people, I've people had, I've had, had like, sex yeah, with sixty people, liar. and I hit a hole in one. It's like, which yeah, same one's day. a lie? Uh, right. Yeah, that, that is a good question. I think, God, they're so actually kind of on par, because they are both super, super, super difficult. Uh, I think at this point, yeah, I would rather hit a hole-in-one in disc golf. I'd rather hit an ace there, probably just because I play it more, um, you know, just because just because I do play it more. However, the people who I do know who have been playing for a long time, they have multiple holes-in-one. Uh, at it's easier golf. to get,
0: in my opinion. Certain, it would certainly golf. be
1: easier to get, right? But certainly an achievement that I would much more rather do. Cam okay, the round of golf that we played at the corporate retreat was my first round in probably sixteen months. It's not something I do often. Not something so I how, brag how about. How incredible it
0: would be then if you only played once every sixteen months and got it? Though.
1: I mean, that would be incredible. God, they're super on. They're super, super, super close. And I would say disc golf gets the edge just because, like, that's something I want to do. You know, I could shoot a 104 for the rest of my life and be totally happy because I had a great time doing it. But disc golf is something that I do like trying to get better at. Uh, So I think that just gets the slight edge just because I play it more often. All
0: right. Let's take
1: that one.
0: I'm glad we got that. Glad glad we cleared that up. Mm -hmm. Give it another spin, Cam. Ooh, uh, dirty dives cam uh i know you, you watch a lot of uh youtube videos and you end up going down the rabbit holes of catfish ink master and all the paramount network shows that paramount um, plus baby paramount plus thinking about getting it myself not sponsored um cam oh i'm getting getting hollered at by uh, uh apparently i'm the anchorman that needs to become the wood max woods getting loaded in this uh odd country. Um, Cam, what bar in Waterloo is in most need of Jonathan Taffer's bar rescue series?
1: What bar would be in need of a bar rescue uh, from that, Jonathan Taffer? From from John Jonathan Taffer. <laughs> Thought it was just John Taffer. Um that's a good question. I mean um whenever they whenever they whenever they make over bars very 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 seldomly is it a bar made for young people right more often than not it's you know like a place where adults would also go Not a place where fluctuates the time of year. It's busy. Um, Not a place where kind of students come and that's it. You know, there was one episode there in New Orleans and it's like the whole thing was like the carding thing, you know, and that because so it was like it was a student bar. Very very seldomly is it actually a student bar. Now that being said, um, Phil's I think has to be the go to the go to choice, right? Phil's, which is like dirty, grimy, and gross, but people say it like that's a point of pride yes like they're like oh it's like the floor is wet and there's asbestos on the ceiling and you're like no those are two huge negatives especially being People an adu- especially being an adult now uh like i would absolutely never go back to that place right and i think john taffer would notice that He would say, yes, people like coming here between the ages of 18 and 21, but then as soon as they're done, they're like, I never want to step foot in that place again. So maybe it kind of falls into that bracket kind of right there, um, where, yeah, Phils could use a huge upgrade. Still, I mean, you know, you can't change the location. It would still be a basement of... Uh, you know, of a building, right? So it's still gonna have that kind of seedy underground. You can have, like, an underground vibe without a leaky bathroom. Uh, So, yeah, I think this is a no-brainer. Of course, Chainsaw R.I.P. was perfect. It needed no rescue. Um, But Phil's obviously has to be the one to get rescued.
0: Okay, good answer. I was gonna say there's some other contenders on there. Um, I've heard some people say the Wellington... As well as the uh, Ethel's Barn Grill.
1: Ethel's Ethel's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. You are right about Ethel's. I do hardly consider that one a bar, though. I consider Ethel's to be more of a place where you go to sit down. Which uh, which is very which yeah. is very important to John Taffer. Th- you are it had, right. I Think. It had, I think I don't know. I thought. I thought. No, that there's a there's no place. like there's no like dance floor or because you walk in yeah, but, and it's just L shaped bar round, then tables in the back with like the pool table or whatever, and then the big patio.
0: Ye- I, I don't know. I think that's a perfect bar for Bar Rescue based on what I've seen from the show.
1: Good point. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right. That is a good one.
0: All right. We want to do one more spin.
1: Yeah. Give me a spin.
0: All right. Um, <laughs> daydream believe in cam um now you're not someone who's too gullible but at times we can all be uh, a little bit gullible now what's the most ridiculous thing that someone has tricked you into doing or believing (sighs) i'll tell you mine quickly
1: yeah please yeah i'd love love some inspiration
0: someone told me that um there was a girl in my high school whose last name was nailer and then they Really simple, stupid lie, but they said, Oh, her uncle is Dave Naylor, the CFL analyst. Which I'm like, that's a completely believable lie. Turns out they just made that up on the spot.
1: Yeah, there's but a di- I, but they- I
0: told so many people about it.
1: There's a difference. People often forget to the difference between like joking and lying. Like uh, you know, it's telling somebody, hey, this person with last name Naylor related to the CFL analyst just kidding like no that's not a joke that's a lie structurally there was no joke in saying you know Ashley Naylor's uncle is a CFL analyst that's just you're telling somebody a lie on purpose Uh, which you know so people yeah people don't quite don't quite necessarily understand that difference um yeah not I'm, I'm I really don't fall for stuff like that especially in my later days um, of course, any 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 of the examples that come to my mind are just straight from, like, when I was a kid. Like, when I was a kid and I watched Independence Day, my dad told me that it was real. He was like, no, he, he told me it was a movie, but he was like, yeah, the aliens actually blew up the White House for the movie. And I was amazed by that. Because by that point, I would have known Jurassic Park was not real. So I understood the concept of special effects in film. But then for that one in particular, he was like, no, they actually blew up the White House for it. And I was like, wow. Um, At a young age, my dad also told me that if you wear a hat inside, your hair will die and fall out. And you'll go bald. I've heard that one before. And that is one where it's like... Really, that was his that was his kind of like, you know, uh, sneaky dad way of saying no hats inside. That was pretty much all he was trying to say, you know, or like no hats at the dinner table. Uh, but as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, I can that means I cannot wear a hat. And even to this day, I don't like wearing hats inside. Just because I think to myself, I think the, the fear of going bald is greater than the fear of, like, you know, whatever I believed that he right. said. Yeah, yeah, of him possibly being right. It's like, I don't want to test it. Especially now that you get a bit older and you start, I mean, you know, certainly when you're, when you're approximately 30, you hit the age where you start to notice that you're like, oh, that guy wears a hat all the time. And then, you know, he's worn a hat for years. He 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 wears a hat all the time. And next thing you know, he takes the hat off. And he has that little George Costanza ring. And you're like, oh, now you're wearing... Like, so you used to wear a hat for fashion. Now you're wearing a hat because you actually are going bald. Um, You know, there is that kind of like a little bit of a difference there. And because of that, yeah, I wear a hat when I'm outside. You know, if it's sunny... Um, if I need to kind, of, if it's windy and you know your hair's blowing around or everything I will wear a hat for practical purposes But then more often than not as soon as I get inside or as soon as the Sun goes down Then the hat comes off because there's no more need for uh, UV protection
0: Fair I mean I sometimes I just wear a hat to control my hair inside uh,
1: yeah I, Yeah, like as I, yeah, I mean I yeah, I'm fine with the hair inside but yeah, it's it's sort of you know you you play the game and uh, and you make it work.
0: Yeah. Oh god, I'm just getting chirped from one way or another. All these locals around here.
1: Apparently, right. uh, they want to sell you their goods and wares on the street. It's unbelievable. It almost um, sounds like too. There's like a like in a Oliver Twist style uh, kind of you know Victorian England with a bunch of child pickpockets running around. They're trying their
0: best, but I got the old chain on the wallet, so they'll never catch me. Oh,
1: fantastic! You got the chain on the wallet. Nothing, uh, no one can beat that. Nothing can stop no, that.
0: The, the, yeah, they, the pickpocketers, they, yeah. they scowl. I go, damn, they got me this time. <laughs> um, let's let's get on to our uh, next game of the evening, Cam. Um, it, it's it's time we look into one of the last episodes of the season. We're not there yet, but we're we're almost there, Cam. And it's time for the the nightcap.
1: nightcap a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist all we need is five minutes to recap this week's episode maybe less than five minutes but certainly not more than five minutes we're gonna need more than five minutes
0: Uh, a five minute recap of this week's episode white birds of Michael Knight's Knight Rider
1: I think it was just Nightbird. Yeah, we're talking episode 19, though, of Night Rider. No, it was uh, Whitebird. Whitebird? Yeah, it was called Whitebird. Oh, I think you put an S at the end of it. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, we're looking at episode 19 of, uh, of Night Rider season one. Of course, every single week, we go down the list, knocking out more episodes in Knight Rider, Cam. Um, 22 episodes in the season, so we actually only have three more episodes to go. Um, Three more This uh, one's a good one too uh, So you know We'll we'll get into it We only have five seconds And we are putting Five seconds on the clock
0: Minutes Five minutes
1: Five minutes Sorry (laughs) Imagine five seconds We are putting Five minutes on the clock And then uh, What We just kind of hope For the best And go for it uh, let us know if you uh, have another uh, show you want us to watch in the future. Uh, pot at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And uh, I think, you know, we got a couple of things in the on the back burner. But, you know, it looks like we could have another 22-ish episode show in our future, Cam. You're going to be kicking this week off. That's correct. And um, uh, you're ready to go.
0: Three, two, one. Boom. All right. White Birds opens up with a lawyer in a lawyer's office where the possibly assistant is uh, led out of the office and grabbed by the Department of Justice as she holds a briefcase, which apparently was filled with counterfeit cash. Stevie Mason or Stephanie Mason is the lady as Michael Knight learns as he looks at a newspaper as he seems very familiar with the name itself. Turns out Stevie's boss is a major counterfeiter in the area. And Michael has very vivid memories of Stevie, we're, we're not sure why at this point. So Michael picks her up from the jail. He did, she has no idea who he is, but she he's, he seems to know who she is. She asks, how do you know me? He goes, oh, I'm from the uh, system for uh, in crime or something like that. And she just goes in and believes him and says, I'll take you back to the apartment, blindly trusting him. Uh, he takes her back to the apartment. And next thing you know, partially to protect her, partially out of a love interest, we learn that Stephanie used to be married to Michael before he was Michael Knight, because if you remember correctly, he had the facial surgery several years back, uh, however long this show has been going on for. Next up, Michael picks her up from the apartment um, uh, because he dropped her off there. They get a little bit scuffled, but she recognizes his voice and is surprised when Michael Knight calls her Stevie as she says, that's a name from my past. How did you possibly know? Um, they get in their car and they drive away and they end up getting chased by two people who are suspected to be the people who are the counterfeiters because if the Department of Justice is after her, it likely means they're trying to shut her up so she doesn't snitch on her boss. Michael arrives with Stevie in a cabin after they escape a very quick pursuit into a cabin in the woods where they meet with Devin Devin sees no conflict of interest with this uh, mission going on here But let's Michael know that the DOJ is likely gonna pursue her if just if she becomes a snitch um, Anyway after that they go into a little bit of love scene uh, in the woods where disaster strikes Cam I'll jump it off from here
1: um. Yeah. Okay. Disaster strikes. I think you might be a little bit early. Uh. In your in your recap there. Um, I was it twenty two minutes? But okay. 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 Because I think you're missing the big thing. Did you hit that where they're walking through the field and? Uh, that's when disaster strikes. That's okay. That's when the disaster strikes. Right. So Devin, um, goes to visit Michael Knight for breakfast, and he assures that despite being shot, Stephanie will be fine. Uh, so, oh, yeah, you know, so she was shot by the bad guy. Go, and then, there you go, see? <laughs> so, yeah, despite being shot, uh, he assures that Stephanie will be fine. Um, and, yeah, like you were saying, with this whole department, I'd have no clue how the Department of Justice Works, this whole counterfeiting thing or whatever, but Devin kind of, uh, re- you know, Knight kind of realized that this bad guy, Cole, seems to be almost untouchable in some kind of legal way. Michael Knight uh, wants to return to the home life, you know, walk away from all of this, but Devin tells him it's not that simple. We also hear story about one time when Devin had fallen in love himself, um, but had to walk away from that woman. Then Devin drops a bomb on us. After doing some research about Stephanie, it turns out that she was arrested twice for solicitation in Las Vegas. Michael Knight doesn't believe it. I'm sure it can't be real. Michael Knight goes to visit this Cole guy, the boss, in in an effort for him to call somebody that we can trace. He takes the bait, but unfortunately, we can't trace the call, and the name Anthony Sola keeps coming up. Another name for us to remember. Back at the hospital, Michael Knight visits Stephanie, and she seems to be fine. She's helpless, but fine. By now, she's out of the hospital, though, and uh, when she hears the claim about the solicitation, she obviously denies it. And Michael Knight, and we believe her. Devin pulls up the arresting record, and it turns out that the arresting officer on both counts is the same guy who was following us in a car earlier. See, it's all coming together. It wouldn't be an episode of Knight Rider without a couple dirty... Cops. Stephanie calls Cole, her boss, and agrees to meet with him, playing into our plan once again. So, uh, Knight and Stephanie arrive at the cabin for the setup, right when the dirty cops show up. The dirty cops empty a full clip into Kit. Obviously, it doesn't do any damage. The car tries to drive away. It crashes. It flips. And the cops come to arrest the bad guys. Uh, but not before Michael Knight gets the info um, about where Cole and the other top boss, I guess the Sola guy, are um, are getting away. So he's en route to the airport, stop him from getting away. Michael Knight hits a big jump, crashes through the getaway plane, big explosion, sirens fill the air. Back at the ranch, Ste- Knight and Stephanie walk and talk. Stephanie will be in witness protection. We end with a kiss between the lovers as they say their final goodbyes and a single tear falls from their eyes. Back at the cabin, there's broken glass everywhere after being shot up. Knight goes to take a drive, but before he can, Kit tells him to look in the glove compartment where he'll find Stephanie's necklace that Knight gave her many years ago. Wow! Would
0: you look at that? Wow! Just just kicking it off in the nick oh nick my god!
1: I barely got that in there at the end. Uh, that's exactly right. Good job. We almost forgot that Michael Knight was Michael Long with a previous face. Uh, we almost forgot that. <laughs>
0: It uh, yeah, it did throw me off for a second.
1: That he kind of yeah he kind of gave up this uh, that he gave up this life of uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, St- uh, Stephanie Stevie. Um, they were uh, the, the fun little behind the scenes would be that uh, David Hasselhoff and um, the woman who played uh, Stevie, her name is Catherine Hickland, were engaged at this time and then were married for five years after this.
0: Oh, well, that's that is a fun little behind the scenes,
1: little little, little behind the scenes there. Uh, the two were married for like five years or something, got divorced, and I think he was only uh, I think he was husband number two for her, and uh, she was wife number one. So um, you know, there you go. Good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah, another another well, great Cam- ep- another great episode, Cam. But we really need to figure out what that la- what the next show is going to be. I have given you options, and I said, "Hey, man, look at any of these options." And you said, "Sounds great." And then I heard, great. Very little to nothing back
0: because I'm trying to watch all the seasons before I. Give oh you right, my right, review. right.
1: You're watching yeah four seasons of four different sh- or a season of four different shows with the hopes that what what you can get like pre knowledge into them. That's it. Okay. Trying to trying to stack the trying to stack the cards in your favor?
0: Yeah, I'd like to get an idea of what what, what I'm going to invest myself in for 22 episodes.
1: Okay. Okay. By watching all 22 episodes?
0: Uh uh yeah, that is the plan.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh well. Oh well. All right. Love to hear from let's you. Let's get
0: into let's get let's get in the last game of the evening here. Sure. What do you think it is? it is a game where we uh we we donald trump the world and look at all the fake news in the world to determine what is real and what is wrong uh headline night, everyone hey 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 headline. Headline. Hey. Asinine. Asinine. hey hey Headline or asinine?
1: Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, headlines are out there. Tip: Think about this as your normal kind of talk show late night segment where they go over headlines. Um, very popular, very popular style of comedy. But uh, Cam, where ours really sets it apart, we have a great name. Headline or asinine?
0: Yes, sir. And I'll kick us off for the day. Sure. Alright. Man who paid $28 million for space travel with Jeff Bezos drops out due to a busy schedule.
1: How busy can your schedule be? Mainly because I saw saw Jeff Bezos on the penis ship. The whole thing is like 25 minutes. Like, how do you not have 25 minutes to spare?
0: I imagine there has to be training beforehand
1: and everything. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Uh, yeah it seems like a large chunk of dough to spend and then not go um, you know that being said though if you have 28 million to kill 28 million is nothing and I'll say that about the clients we get at work sometimes right you know they'll talk about uh, knocking off $15,000 <clears> from their wedding or from their event and you know when you're spending hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for your wedding you don't need a $15,000 reduction <laughs> right. Because that's probably fucking pocket change to in the first place. So I'd love to know more info about how rich this guy is. Um, that being said, though, I would almost be disappointed. You know, um, I had twenty eight million dollars to go to space. You didn't really go to space. They kind of hung up there for a minute and then came back down. Like, if somebody's like, yeah. no, you're going to space, I want to at least go around the Earth, I want to dock at the, uh, the International Space Station, No, do something. Just kind of barely exiting orbit and then coming back down, that's not space. That's just like, that's just kind of like, um, you, you know, you're skydiving from a little bit higher. Right. So maybe he was pissed off that he was misled. He was like, yeah, I'm going to pay twenty eight million to go to space. Yeah. okay, so we're going to hit this altitude and come right back down. He's like, oh, no, I thought twenty eight million included. Like we get to walk around. We get to take some pictures. Uh, So maybe he was just kind of pissed off by the entire thing and kind of used this as an excuse. Uh, I would love to hear the story about um, I would love to hear the story about how this kind of all came to be. So I'm going to say it's a headline.
0: This is a headline, but the details are still uh, very vague as the person who's going to be going to space, it's, um, I believe he was in banking as it is, but okay. the name is actually Anonymous. So the- Wait, are you talking about that-
1: actual Anonymous? Like the actual yeah, Anonymous? It was, it was
0: the the Anonymous. Wow. Um, that's, so a big, that's a
1: big get for Bezos.
0: They, they They haven't mentioned why he was so busy, if there's any particular reason. Uh, Why he was bailed out, but yeah, apparently uh, it is a very baller move to say. Oh, I'm too busy to go to space Um, One thing to think about so maybe it was just a big flex So what they ended up doing because they had an extra seat and just so you know that money did not go directly to Jeff Bezos It actually just went to a charity. So interesting that they raised that much money for the ticket But uh, didn't actually go in anyone's pockets, but the tax credits Um, Yeah, and that's why no one ever pays taxes people Anyway, um, what they ended up doing was finding the youngest person and the oldest person to be in the same shuttle to ever go to space so they could have the largest gap. So uh, I'm not sure if you followed the news on this. They ended up getting a retired astronaut as well as like an 18-year-old kid, uh, therefore allowing for the largest gap and kind of setting just kind of an arbitrary world record for we had the oldest and youngest person in the same shuttle and go to quote-unquote space.
1: Who knows? Bezos could be looking at more kind of oldest-youngest records. Maybe you know, I picture like a uh, like a small town's yearly uh, parade that has like the oldest person in the town and the youngest person in the town, all every single year. You know, on there together. You know, you have this like old person carrying a, a fresh baby.
0: It's an idea. It is an idea. I mean, now he has so much time in his hands. So, yeah.
1: Uh, that was great. That was great. Way to go, Anonymous. It's nice to see. Nice to see you making some uh, you know, actual like appearances, some actual FaceTime, because usually you're just kind of back there tweeting a lot.
0: Yeah, making dumb videos. Yeah. All right, Cammy boy, hit me one.
1: Okay, going here for one you, Cam. Uh, we all quit. Burger King employees quit by writing their message on a giant sign
0: that is a good way to go out and especially uh, if you're making minimum wage and maybe your manager is like I'm going to quit just so you know Um, do you guys all want to do it with us and they're like sorry you said that we can get unemployment for how much uh, a a week they're like about the same they're like and we're working here they go that is correct and that's the problem with America today Cam. Um, Stimulus checks everybody get your stimulus checks they're free. Um, Anyway Yeah, I mean, this is the place you do it, right? You don't do this at Amazon because they pay you too much money, and uh, they sell your soul. Burger King, they're paying you minimum, and you can probably find the exact same job at um, McDonald's. So, why the hell not walk out? Headline.
1: This is a headline, Cam. That's a good point. One of the complaints coming from Amazon Factories is that they're being paid too much?
0: That's what they tell me.
1: That's why. That's what all. Literally, every single news I've heard has been the 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 the, the working conditions are too comfortable. Uh, but no, Cam, you're all right. This is a headline. This is a story coming out of Lincoln, Nebraska, where a fed up staff walked out on the job. Um, and what better way to do so by writing it on a giant sign fifty feet up in the air? You can picture the signs that are outside of, uh, you know, a fast food place and like that. Um, the sign just simply read, "We all quit." Sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, The staff communally, they all wrote this message on the last day of their work after telling their managers that they all wanted to quit because of the poor conditions of the restaurant, broken air conditioning, understaffing issues, etc. Normal kind of crap. The store's manager, Rachel Flores, said that uh, she quit over the sweltering conditions in the kitchen that would sometimes get to be like the mid-30s Celsius. Even recently, she was hospitalized while on shift for dehydration, and when she told the, uh, the boss she had to leave, um, the boss told her to quit acting like a baby. Um, the staff arrived early for work that day and changed the sign around 6 a.m. When the owner called a few hours later asking them to change the sign back, Floris responded by saying, sorry, we're a little short-staffed right now. Uh, the manager came to the store a few hours later and changed the sign to say, now hiring flexible schedules
0: well there we go it looks like the problem was solved on its own maybe okay Uh, let's crack on to the next one Cam Irish gymnasts test Olympics anti-sex beds
1: now I have heard about this um, in an effort to stop all these athletes from banging. They've made uh, the bed frames out of cardboard so really it can only kind of hold one person lying down. I feel bad for the weightlifters, They hopefully they have some reinforced cardboard. But yeah, so they so they they're saying it's due to, uh, like you know they're doing it to be like a little more environmentally friendly because you can just recycle the cardboard afterwards. But then the kind of the underlying tone is like, no, we're doing it so you guys don't fraternize together, um, and do all that sorts of things. Um, that's funny. That's funny because it's like the the extents they're going to to keep the Olympics safe. They should just not be having the Olympics. Uh, there's literally tens of thousands of people in Tokyo and Japan saying no Olympics. And they're like, no, we're still going to do it. Uh, no fans. We're going to have cardboard beds. And every nobody's going to. Uh, oh,
0: and don't forget about all the condoms that are supposed to be not used, but as yeah, souvenirs. and the
1: con and the condoms that we don't want you to use. It's 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 like uh, it's a uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation down there. Clearly, the money is what's important. Although I always thought that one of the appeals of the Olympics for the host city was the amount of internal revenue it generates. But without people traveling from all over the world, there would be no revenue. So Just this is all m- this is more this is a 100% cost so I, I you know i feel bad for the people of tokyo and japan who right who are g- probably going to suffer a quality of life loss due to the government being hundreds of millions if not a billion dollars you know sort of spent on these sorts of things and then absolutely no chance to get it back unless you do some kind of you know, uh, other world games that, you, you know, you can use uh, the similar uh, facilities. Um, so, yeah, obviously somebody was going to test it at one point. I know the big story, like, the day before the ceremonies, that, uh, you know, uh, athletes sort of started testing positive, all these sorts of things. Um, yeah, so, of course, somebody was eventually going to break this rule, and uh, I like to think that the ma- uh, that the cardboard bed also broke. So I'm going to say it's a headline.
0: This is a headline where an Irish gymnast was jumping up and down on the bed, posted a video on social media to more so disprove that there is no such thing. Uh, these are not the idea was that there were going to be cardboard beds uh, made of like recycled uh, materials that would break upon two people. Not a real thing uh, because that's just a stupid idea uh, because you can't just. You know, what are you going to do? Ask everyone their weight coming into it and build a specialty bed? No, that's stupid. Make the same beds for everybody and just hope they hold. Um, So, yeah, there's going to be fraternizing. There's going to be spread of COVID and lots of gymnasts saying spread it one way or another.
1: That's fun. That's funny. Actually, I think if if there's any place in the world where they can ask you your weight, I think it would be the Olympics. I would say, I can safely say, I bet every single athlete is weighed.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sure they weigh, but it's like, Okay, let me get you a custom bed based on your weight.
1: Well, yeah, they have, like, chunks of, like, so, because there's the cardboard bed for under 100, and then under 150, <laughs> under 200, they have yeah. a bunch of beds just made know. for a bunch of, uh... Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. Okay, Cam, I go in here for you. Um, headliner asks nine, a teenage driver avoids squirrel while crashing into 350-year-old home. Oh,
0: this is this is definitely a vegan move, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, don't hit the squirrel. Um, I think, what, what's the rule of thumb? is like, if it's smaller than a dog, kill it, and you're, in the, and you're in the car. You ever heard this one?
1: That is, yeah, if it's smaller than a dog, you can kill it. So cats, the cats are fair game, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well, like, I think if you're in a car, it's like that is the rule of thumb that I was taught. Some people might be like, any animal is yada yada, and you should try and avoid all insects on the way up to Muskoka. But uh, sometimes that's not possible. Um, Now, could I see this happening? Sure. I I know many people who are bad drivers probably saw the squirrel and decided to make a big veering turn, realized that they hardly know how to drive, uh, and just put it right to the front windshield, or sorry, the front window of the actual uh, $350, or sorry, 350-year-old home, and just went, good thing the squirrel's okay. I'll see you guys later. Headline.
1: Sorry, what'd you say? Somebody's hammering literally directly beside you. Yeah, i
0: this this art form doesn't get enough respect.
1: Jesus Christ! What the what the art form of being in a noisy environment?
0: I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, I don't make I don't make the decisions in this country.
1: Yeah, you don't make the decisions, but uh, the fans certainly know whose audio quality they prefer, Cam, because that is a headline. Uh, Jesus Christ! Okay, I can't even fucking Jesus. Okay. I'm taking off my headphones, Cam. I cannot hear you because the sound of where the fuck's happening is deafening to my ears. Uh, this is a story that happened in Hingham, Massachusetts, uh, sometime last week, where a teenager swerved into a home at about 6:35 a.m. Uh, when an uh, with their nice 2014 Audi Q7, and they drove directly into the living room of a cottage that was built in the year 1650. Um, nobody was hurt, thankfully. Uh, the people who lived there were actually upstairs at the time, so they weren't even in the room. The teenager who crashed in the car is fine. Uh, but if you look at the photos, and the car was almost entirely in the living room itself. Um, and, like, the story wasn't bad enough. To add insult to injury, the home was built by Abraham Lincoln's great-grandfather. Uh, you literally can't make this up.
0: Uh, you can't make this up. Um, I think that might be our last part, the last one of the day. I, I hate to cut it short, but now we got a wood delivery coming on here. There's motorcycles everywhere, so um, now might be a good time to say two headlines today, four headlines next well, time.
1: Well, I, I can keep going. I'm in a nice recording environment, Cam. I didn't know it was uh, such an issue for you to get into one yourself.
0: I, I thought I'd be fine at this time of the morning, You know, but ho- hey.
1: Hop in your car, close the doors. Uh, you know, something like that. We'll work on that for next week, uh, folks. Let us know two season of pot at gmail.com. Do you like all the distractions constantly on Cam's side and never on mine? Uh, let us know two season of pot at gmail.com. We'd love to hear all the insults that you just want to hurl towards Cam Leclaire.
0: Yeah. Uh, f- don't have to tell you. Hey, people never forget crowing at the first dawn is a privilege reserved for the highest ranking rooster. So next time you hear it, just remember that's the kingship. I'll talk to you next week, hopefully in better quality.
1: Take care, folks. Tonight
0: on Two C's in a ninety six
1: point seven on your. two season a pod two season a pod two season a pod two season a pod two season a two season a pod two season a two a pod two season a two season a pod two season a two a two season a pod two season a two season a two season a pod two gmail.com